And now, the shocking story of how Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James actually spend Christmas. <laughs> Here they are in for Gators and Chad today. Thank you, Becky Lynn. Yeah, I, I was telling Bruce earlier about how I do Christmas. No, we, we were talking, okay, let's let's set this up properly. Okay, go ahead. We're all minding our businesses, and we, you know, hey, we, is it Christmas week? Yeah, I guess it's Christmas week, right? Christmas is on Sunday, all right? You done your shopping? And you're like... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, we were talking about shopping. And I was like, yeah, I don't do shopping. And I go, so what do you do? You go, I, I send money to people. He, he said, I, oh, I tell my family to watch their PayPal account. Yeah, I told, I, I was on the phone with my parents just yesterday, and I said, and we were talking about Christmas, and I said, just keep an eye on your Venmo. Venmo. Wait, a minute. you send your parents money? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there right now that are all in favor of this, but um, it sounds crazy to me. Christmas. Birthdays. Whoa. F- yeah. You just send money. Yeah. Who else are we sending money? Hold on. Who else are we sending money to? We got parents. Uh-huh. Siblings. How two, many of those we got? Uh, two sisters. Two sisters. Yeah, two sisters. Um, I might send something to a friend or two. Money. You say uh, something. Probably. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, it's probably. money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, you send money to friends for Christmas. Sometimes, yeah. Has anybody come back and gone, this is odd? Why'd you send me money? What? No. Did, did I owe you money for dinner? Was this from the bar the other night? No, the family kind of gets it, and it all comes out in the wash, because some of them, my siblings, my sisters will send me cash, too, on my birthday, usually. Why do you guys just agree to not send money to one another? I call, think, it a, call it a draw. I think because the stigma of doing nothing is worse than the stigma of just sending each other cash, as like a friendly reminder, like, hey, grab dinner tonight on me, or something like that. You know, and I thought I was crazy. I thought I was off That's the deep end I when do. it came to What do you to. do? So I have gotten out of the habit of stuff. So when people go, you do Christmas shopping? No, I don't, I don't, I don't do shopping. I don't go buy stuff. Right. I buy experiences. So, for example, uh, Thursday, I'm going to go visit mom. Okay. I'll go back to Washington, D.C. My brother's there. My niece and nephew. Uh, well, my brother's wife is there as well. I, mean, I don't want to leave glory out of the discussion but so the rest of the family's back there right sure so for mom i got tickets to the theater at the kennedy center and we're gonna go watch a play on tuesday that's our christmas present we'll go we'll have a night out be some dinner involved we'll do that my brother and my nephew were going to a washington capitals hockey game Pretty cool. Taking them out to the hockey game. Might have a hot dog, you know, something like that. I do experiences. I don't do sweaters. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I gave up on stuff a long time ago. Yeah, and I tell people, don't you dare buy me more stuff. I was like, don't I don't have any more drawers. I don't have any more closet space. I don't need to try to figure out what size you are because that almost always ends up inevitably going wrong. Uh, I don't need to know what your tastes are in clothing. I don't. Honestly, don't know. Don't care. Can I get you to come over to my side of the fence? Can I get you to at least stop sending cash and maybe do experiences, things that you can remember, memories you can have with your siblings and your parents? And that's something that we will do. So my friends and I and my girlfriend and I will do that here locally because, you know, like we'll go to a game together or we'll go to a movie together or we'll do small things in town or or maybe out of town. We've taken Mm -hmm. trips together, things like that. Um, so on some level, yes, I do that. I don't wait for the birthday or Christmas to do those. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, uh, I mean, I yeah, I, but you, but then again, you can. I mean, for instance, one of my friends, he uh, got us Elton John tickets. 
There you go. Back in October. So, it's an experience. Yeah. I'm with you on the experience thing. I'm totally cool with that. But when it comes to, hey, Christmas is in five days and I haven't sent a present yet, I'm not freaking out because I'm I haven't like, sent one present. Venmo only takes three business days. Yeah. So It does? I think it is. I don't even know how it works. I guess it depends on how much you send, to be honest. Yeah. You must be sending some solid amounts. Okay. So all Mark- But I learned this. But I learned this. And can I, can I, can I give you a little bit of wisdom? I feel like I'm trying. This is an intervention. Like I have to convince Steve yeah. of something. I might need one to be you, honest. Uh, listen, I've, clearly from this last discussion, sending money to your parents. Which anyway, that's what they've been doing for me for years. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm just reciprocating. Is there a ledger somewhere? <laughs> do, they, do you know how much they've sent? And I owe three hundred thousand dollars. Great. Okay. My dad was a bit of a character. Uh huh. Jose. Uh, Joe. We call him Jose. Um. He kept a ledger of everything he ever gave me. He had really? one of those, those tiny little things with the little, like, like a notebook with a little metal spiral on top of the small ones. So when my dad became older and needed some help from my brother and I, I wasn't giving money to my dad. He was subtracting it from my balance. From the ledger, yeah. Yeah. Did that include everything as like minute as buying you clothes when you were a child? I or? didn't go into details because <laughs> I thought it was a way for him to be able to, you know, still have a pride or what he goes. He wasn't accepting money. I was working right. it back off of everything he'd given me as as a child. I think he and I would get along quite nicely. But my dad's the one who, who taught me this thing where he said, you know, in between crazy things that Jose would say, um, things like no one is completely used to say can always serve as a bad example. And that was Fair his enough. motto. Fair enough. Um, he said, you know, when I get together with all my buddies, my old buddies, a bunch of us old farts sitting around, he goes, we don't talk about the stuff we bought. We don't talk about the things we have. He goes, we talk about places we went, talk about people we, we met. And we talk about the experiences. Life's about experiences. No, yeah, and I agree with that. And I do try to live by that as best I can as well. I just, I don't wait for a birthday to do that. You know what I mean? We just do it when the Are you visiting your parents for the holidays? No. Okay. No. My parents live in Texas. I'm not going this year. I'm actually in the process of moving. I know that's not a great excuse, but I, uh, I was invited in the but month of December. But you could give a present no. of... An experience that you could have with, with, with mom and dad at a later date. Yeah, absolutely. As an example. I invited them to come to the new house. Oh, for God's sake. That's not exactly a present. I, I, I don't think we're getting through to them, quite honestly. I, I, I don't, don't think know. it's happening. Well, okay, what about, uh, so that's presents. I'll mark you down as yes, but experiences. I, experiences, not stuff. Uh, tree? Christmas tree? So I'm not going to be here for Christmas. I'm leaving. So I didn't put up the fake tree. So no tree. No tree. I'm going to put you down for no tree. I don't decorate. I'm not. I'm yeah. No, no. decorations. No decorations uh, on the house. No. Christmas dinner. The traditional like I don't know what is it. I never or? made one. If that's the question, but I've mm. been around them. You partake in the family. My brother and his family will do that, that and counts. I'll have. Um, I don't like turkey, and but I will have some ham. Oh, gotta have ham on Christmas. Uh, family phone calls. Do you guys do, like, everybody kind of, like, connects on you the You say holidays? everybody. There's three of us. Okay, fair enough. Here's my mom, my brother, and I. That's, that's we used it. We used to do, uh, when I lived in Ohio, my dad was one of ten. Oh, my. And so I had, like, I don't know, like, 30-some-odd cousins. I can only imagine. Everybody would come over to Grandpa's house. Everybody in one house in one night. That was, like, traditional Christmas when I was really little. Yeah. And it was pandemonium. Pandemonium. It, it sounds crazy. like it. Uh, stockings? 
like that you hang up? No, not no, anymore. Yeah. No. Our family kid. did that when we were kids. Yeah, yeah when we were kids, we would do that. I don't think, is that an adult thing? Uh, Christmas PJs? Like pajamas? No. No. Don't kind of We don't do that either. Sorry. Christmas movies. You watch Christmas movies on Christmas? <sighs> or like Christmas Eve or whatever? Not as a tradition. I know that we have. Sure. But I, okay, so here's what I got. I recently ordered a DVD. Only because it's not available online. Okay. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. All right. I think a classic Christmas movie. Can't stream that anywhere? Hold on. Okay. On the DVD. One and a half hours of unreleased scenes and outtakes. We are going to watch that this Christmas. I'm forcing them all to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Fantastic. Including all the extra stuff. I'm going to put you down for Christmas It's on the brand new DVD that just came out. It's safe to say that we handle the holiday. Everybody has different traditions. You and I are a little bit odd in the way we... I, uh, you're more less... I guess you're less odd than I am because I don't send press. Wait, we're grading on a curve, but I would realize, I will acknowledge we're both well past where the buses run. I would say keep an eye out on your uh, on your PayPal. Keep looking at my yeah. PayPal? Keep, my Venmo? Keep, keep an eye on that in about three yeah, business in days. three business days. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Are you going to get injured on your next flight? Uh-huh. Probably not, but it... Did happen. We'll tell you about that coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. Steve Sinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for Gatos and Chad. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Bruce, I know you do a lot of flying. I do. All over the place. All over the world. Going to different things. I try. Uh, you're one of the, what do they call it? Like a platinum member or whatever? Executive platinum. Executive. Okay, now you're just showing Sorry. off. Sorry, now you're just showing off. You're having a. You're in the boozy. Uh, I'm zone lounge. One. How about this? I'm group one for no. Boarding. Group one for boarding. You want to guess what group I'm in? Starts with a seven. Can't tell you that much. <laughs> Is it seventy two? Uh, it could be. Might as well be at this point. I'm yeah. the one who always ends up having Group's to check seven. his bag. Yep. Even the middle seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I know I you have. people. You people. You zone seveners. Uh, are you going to make get- better life choices? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about that? Uh, are you going to get injured on your next flight? Whoa. I know, I know. It's one of the safest ways to travel, but uh, things do happen, like on this Hawaiian Airlines flight out of Phoenix. Hawaiian Airlines Flight 35 was about to begin its descent into Honolulu when it dropped. Severe turbulence hit the Airbus A330. Passengers and crew who were not seat belted in flew up and hit the ceiling hard. Did you need medical personnel at the gate? Yes, we do. The audio from liveatc.net. Once on the ground, 20 people had to be rushed to hospitals. Around a dozen seriously injured. They hit so hard when the plane dropped that Hawaiian Airlines Chief Operating Officer John Snook says the plane's interior has damage. Does internal damage to the but he says the plane's airworthiness was never in danger. Yeah, we talked to Alex Stone about this story a little bit earlier. I was curious, what is the airline legally responsible no. for? And you're really not because you got to no. sign your life away when you jump on an airplane. Have you ever? Has anybody ever read all that little fine print on the? No, it's like a, your Apple end user agreement. Accept, move on. Yeah. I hate the ones where you have to scroll all the way to the bottom for yeah. the thing to open up like, for you to hit. That's so you can say, I scrolled to the bottom. I read it. Yeah. They can go back in court. Well, you had to scroll all the way to the moment. Admittedly, I never do. Um, this was serious. I mean, 11 very people. Uh, um, um, you know, I mean, it was on it was it was on approach for landing. So it was almost to Hawaii and left Phoenix, Hawaiian Air, um, when it, it encountered this severe turbulence. Now, planes 
are amazingly resilient. And I would tell you that there are very few recorded instances of planes breaking up because of turbulence. Oh, yeah, sure. That's not a thing. They'll shake and bounce a little bit. It might be a little bumpy. It gets bumpy. Most of the time. You might hit turbulence. This is severe turbulence. Right, but they're built for this. Right. They're built for the worst the plane case scenario. sustained it. Plane landed. It's Oakley Oakley. Everybody's alive. Yeah. Um, what, so there are some details in this story that stick out to me. Okay, like what? According to the airline, the fastened seatbelt sign was illuminated. Oh, it was on. It was on. All of the people that were injured were not wearing their seatbelt. Shocking. So when the plane got into this turbulence, they were thrown out of their seats. Yeah, you can almost envision it in your Bouncing head. Bouncing around inside the plane. I see the drink cart going flying. I see I see all this stuff in my well, head. Hold on. You say that. You see it in your head? I have a memory of that. Meaning you've been through I was it. on a flight from I want Washington, D.C. to Chicago. I was changing planes. Okay. And somewhere over Ohio. It's always Ohio. It's always Ohio. I'm not going to lie. We, um, the plane uh, dropped. I'm very bad with numbers. You know this. Yeah. We dropped 6,000 feet in like nine seconds. or so. It was something weird like this. Wow. Like it, and I can tell you the sensation was, you know when you go over the top of a roller coaster? Woo! And your arms go up. You're no longer on the seat. It just felt like that for a while. Like yeah. we, wee, and it, you know, there's a huge gasp in the, in the plane. They were serving drinks at the time. They were in the aisle, flight attendants, and the drink cart goes wham up on the ceiling. Wow. That's a big metal thingy. But yeah, that would hurt. The flight attendants are pinned on the ceiling by the cart. On the sides of it, and yeah, wow. it, I mean, it was chaotic. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I mean, I just have these images. I had a drink on the, the, everything goes flying up in the air. Whatever you had on your tray table. If your bags weren't under the seat, everything goes flying up in the air. People are flying up in the air. And then when the plane kind of like regains, you know, catches its breath and stabilizes, all that stuff came right back down and not necessarily exactly in the same place. So we had people that were injured when they slammed up against the ceiling. And then we had people injured by the stuff that came falling back down or people that came falling back down and landed on top of them on top of the seats. Et cetera, luggage, et I'm sure. All of the uh, the, the luggage thingies uh, uh, popped and um, the oxygen masks came down. Oh, it wow. was it was exciting. And we made nine. we made an emergency landing in Detroit. By the way, the only time I've ever been to Detroit in my life. That checks out. And um we probably land, we landed fast because we had injuries on board. We had people with broken arms and cuts and things like that. Well, I mean, yeah, you get a drink cart landing on you. I would assume that that's yeah. I mean, that's pretty serious. Not to mention the fact that I'm assuming the first thing that hits the ceiling is your head. Yeah, if you're head not injuries. if you're not belted in right, and and that is one of the reasons why that experience is why I never take my seatbelt off on the plane. What, did you before? Would you fly no seatbelt before that incident? I'm assuming you had your belt on during this incident. I did. Okay. And I'm happy that I did. Yeah, no kidding. And because I see what can happen, I mean, I don't use the bathroom on planes. I don't either. Never have. I don't get up and walk around. No. I sit on the window so that I don't have to get up to let other people out. 
and I will loosen the seatbelt. Like, I won't have it, like, you know, snug on me, like, you know, you know, in my race car or something. But I always have the seatbelt on, and all I remember is I just don't want to be the one that hits the ceiling. No kidding. Yeah. It was, it was, it was scary. It happens very fast. And you know, anytime you're in there, it takes you a few seconds to process what the hell's going on. In a way, your, your experience is actually a little bit crazier than this story, even because they were serving drinks. So the flight attendants were out and about. We were in the middle of the flight. We were. It sounds like in this incident, they had the seatbelt sign on, according to the company. And they were, they were on approach to land. Right. So people at least had the anticipation of some turbulence. Yeah. This came out of nowhere. Wow. Um, thankfully, the pilot on, I remember the pilot on, our flight, I assume his pilot, first officer, immediately came on and said, you know, uh, we, we, we've experienced something very severe. We're making an emergency right. landing right now. If you can help any of the people that are injured. I mean, we did all that. And yeah, we all went into like triage mode on the plane. This is clearly very serious. And I hope that all these people are OK and yeah. that their injuries, you know, work themselves out over time and they heal up quick. But uh, not to make light of this, but if I'm sitting at the gate where that plane lands. Okay, so people, you're, you're there. You're standing in, there waiting to get on that plane. I'm in zone 72, you're and zone I'm two. waiting for the people to get yeah. off the plane, and they all come limping off, holding oh their God. arms severed, and oh, they're bleeding. chairs. I'm probably not getting on that plane. You're not getting on that plane. I'm not getting on that plane. Just, just a judgment call. That by me. Like, I'm not getting on that plane. Coming up next, uh, do we have a new greatest athlete of all time? Thank you. There might be a conversation worth having right there. We're going to have it on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for Gatos and Chad. Hopefully they're enjoying their vacations already. It is Christmas week. Yeah, let's go with that. It's also World Cup week, I guess. Well, it's technically over. Well, post-World Cup. There you go. I guess. Uh, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I am. I watched some of the World Cup proceedings. Puts you in a in a in a group of about four billion people that yeah. watched at least some four billion. Four billion. That is, by my math, half the planet. Yeah, and I'm just going to assume the other half don't have TVs. Yeah, they just uh, you know, I mean, to. they're they're living in a hut somewhere. You know, did you watch every game? No, God, no. That's crazy. Is that possible? Oh, yeah. Well, you some of them were like kicked off at four in the morning here. Nobody got the time for that. Uh, So you told me earlier that the World Cup final was the best match pretty much ever. Possibly one of the greatest soccer matches of all time. Happened to be a World Cup final uh, with two of the greatest players in the game going toe-to-toe. Both of them having a huge impact on the game. I know their names. Back You do. That should signify to you that they are very important. Mbappe and... Lionel Messi. Very good. I even pronounced it Lionel, not Lionel. Yes, it's Lionel Messi. Lionel. <laughs> That's how the Argentinians pronounce Lionel. I'm like giddy that I got the name right. Yeah. And Kylian Mbappe. So Argentina wins the World Cup. They, they beat did. France. In penalty kicks. That's dramatic. It was. It went down to the wire. Uh, Messi is 35. He's kind of, is it That's elder statesman the, in soccer. Okay, nearing the end of a He's like Tom Brady. Career. Yeah. Okay, got it. He was already pretty much in the discussion for greatest soccer player of all time, right? Yes, but. Yes, but. He was like the greatest soccer player. Yeah, never won a World Cup. Okay, never so won the World Cup. Kind of like the because, Charles Barkley thing. Because Maradona, he won a World Cup. Pele, he won a World Cup. A lot of the other greatest players ever have got a World Cup trophy. Gotcha. So now he has his World Cup. He does. He's got everything on the resume possible, other than coming to America and making a bajillion dollars. That's going to happen. He's going to play for Miami. That'll likely happen. Um, So does he, because there are a group of athletes, Mm -hmm. you can name a handful, probably on one hand, 
who transcend their sport, and not only are they the greatest ever in their sport, but they reach this level of mega stardom of greatest athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. And there's several things that go into that. There's on-field performance. Sure. Um, there's also what they did socially. There's what they've done for the community, and like civil rights was obviously a big part of Muhammad Ali's Their personality career. has a lot to do with it, right? Absolutely. Okay. Is he in that conversation now? No. Why not? He doesn't have a personality. Like zero? Very little. He doesn't do press conferences. He's not a talker. He's not outspoken. He is... Does he do commercials? Like a lot not a lot. He does very little endorsement stuff. The flip side of that would be Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. You've heard his name. Yeah. He's another the, one of the great plays for Portugal. 37, I think he is, years old. Yeah. And looks like he's 22. He is a supermodel on yeah. top of all this. Looking dude. He's personality. He does all the Nike commercials around the world. You know, so so Ronaldo kind of has the total package, but hasn't won a World Cup. Oh, he's he doesn't won either. No. And at this point, won. he's not going to. No, not at this age. He's not going to yeah. be able to, which is why he was crying like a little baby when he went off. But if you're talking about soccer, I think Messi's the better player because he elevated his team. But I think his lack of a persona doesn't put him in the conversation. You know, I I think of Jordan as somebody who was so much bigger than basketball. Be like Mike. Just do it. All these things that made Michael Jordan. You didn't even need to know how much a three-pointer was worth. And you knew who Michael Jordan was. You could pick him out of a lineup. Heck, his silhouette is recognizable. You know, know, uh, the Air Jordan logo. I'd love to say that Messi's on that level, but I don't think he has the that persona around him and that bigger than life personality. He just really good at soccer. Yeah, and we talked about like Muhammad Ali. He had the whole the attitude about him. The, the he was a showman, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. Uh, on some level, you could even say Tiger works his way into that conversation. Serena Williams comes to mind. I mean, yeah. these are just the Americans that we're talking about. You There's- can be the greatest soccer player of all time. It doesn't mean necessarily you've transcended your sport. All right, according to Bruce St. James, according not to me, in the conversation. Yeah. Interesting. He is Bruce. St. James, thanks for hanging out, man. I can we do it. this tomorrow? Yeah, we can do it again. Why not? I'm Steve Zinsmeister. You've been listening to the Gators and Chad Show. She's up next. It's Becky Lynn with the Arizona's Evening News. We'll see you.